Chaim, Sammy asked his brother as they were walking home together from school, one of those rare situations where Chaim had missed the bus and Sammy was willing, I mean, and Chaim was willing to walk with Sammy. Yes, Sammy. You know that boy in your class? That boy in my class. I have 22 kids in my class. Right. I mean, that one. Which one? Eliezer. Oh, yeah, what about him? How come his shoes are always torn? I I don't know. And you know what else I noticed? Oh, no. I noticed that Eliezer's tefillin. How'd you see Eliezer's tefillin? Remember he davened in the show with us during our vacation? Oh, that's right. Well, Eliezer's tefillin, I noticed that they're that kind of tefillin. That kind of tefillin? Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't wear tefillin yet, but, but I was reading through Rabbi Eider's Sefer on tefillin. Did you ever read it? It's really good. Uh, okay. What about it? He talks about the fact that if tefillin are made in certain ways, either too small or with certain materials, then they're likely to be puzzle. How, how come he wears those tefillin? I don't know. Could you find out? Sammy, what's your business? Well, my Rebbe told us, Kol Yisrael Arevin Zelazet. Every Jew, I asked my Rebbe, well, I thought that Noah sent out a raven from the Teva and that was not so good. So why are we saying that every Jew is a raven? And my Rebbe said that a raven doesn't mean a raven. It means a raven. What does that mean? It means, it means like responsible. Like every Jew is mixed up. No, Sammy, you are the one who's mixed up. No, 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 no. Because like the word Eruv means to be mixed together. So, so, so every Jew is mixed up with another Jew and we're all together and we're all like brothers and I know I'm your brother. And, and so, right. So the point is we're all brothers and we have to care about each other. It's our responsibility to care about each other. And, and if he's not doing the mitzvah properly, then I am not getting my mitzvah of tefillin properly either. Sammy, you're not bar mitzvah. You don't have a mitzvah of tefillin. I know. But I'll be by mitzvah soon, and then I won't get my mitzvah properly. So I want to make sure everyone's doing things right. And therefore, I am going... Oh, by the way, today I saw you tying your left shoelace and then your right shoelace. Yeah, that's where you're supposed to do it. Oh, right, 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 right. I forgot. Okay, yeah, anyway. So anyway, the point is that... um, Right, so so it's my job to make sure that people are doing things right so that I can get all the mitzvahs I can and properly... And I'm concerned about his tefillin. Okay, so what? Could you do me a favor? Tomorrow, could you ask him, after davening, why he wears those tefillin? Sammy, it's not really nice. Well, but I want... I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. No, it's not there. It's not nice. It's not nice. Let's say, let's say he's wearing them for some reason and he's embarrassed he's wearing them. Or, or maybe, or maybe, you know, maybe somebody already made fun of him or somebody. I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, no, I'm not doing it. Okay. Good. As now, as that matter is settled, now, last one home is a rotten egg. And Chaim took off running. And Sammy tried to run after him. 
But unfortunately, Sammy forgot to tie his shoes. And he tripped over his shoelace. His backpack fell into the street. A truck ran over it. By the time he got home, with his smushed leftover lunch, it's when you have an apple that's run over by a truck in your lunchbox. Ew, gross. You know what I'm saying? And then what you have in your backpack, a banana that you forgot wasn't in your lunchbox. And the truck ran over. Oh, it was on your homework papers. And your teacher's allergic to bananas? Whatever. It, it's a big complicated mess. Anyway, the point is that when Sammy got home, of course, Chaim told me it was a rotten egg. But Sammy was too busy trying to clean out his backpack to care. The next morning, after davening, in the school, the middle school davened together, and Chaim was wrapping his tefillin, and his classmates were wrapping their tefillin, and the door to the Beis HaMedrash opened, and Sammy walked in. Chaim walked over towards Sammy to ask him what he wanted. Perhaps Sammy forgot his lunch. Perhaps it was also run over by a truck this morning. Perhaps Sammy forgot his homework. Perhaps he forgot his shoes. He probably forgot his brain, Chaim mumbled under his breath. What do you need, Sammy? Oh, oh nothing, Chaim. I'm not here to talk to you. Oh, Baruch Hashem. And he went back to wrapping his tefillin. Sammy walked over to Eliezer. Good morning. Good morning, Eliezer said. Could I ask you a question? You already did. Could I ask you another one? I guess. Um, you know I am, right? A little kid. An annoying kid from grade. Well, not everyone in my grade is annoying. Just some. And I don't think I am either. I just try to do things right. And so so maybe it might annoy people. But I'm doing it. L'shem shamayim. Okay. Anyway, what, what's your question? Well, anyway, I'm, I'm Chaim's brother. Chaim said, no, no. I don't know. Never saw him in my life. Chaim ran out of the room. Okay. Well, what's your question? I noticed that you're wearing tefillin. Oh, that's observant of you. You, you mean, you, 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 you realize that these black boxes that I put on my head and my arm are not like little radio antennas or something? Yeah, I, I know that. I know that. Right, right, right. Right. Okay, so what's the big deal? I wear tefillin. Your brother wears tefillin. Your father wears tefillin. And you'll wear tefillin one day, Bezat Shemesh Barach. Well, I'm just wondering, why do you wear those tefillin? These tefillin? Yeah, why do you wear those tefillin? I wear these film because these are the film that my parents bought me. Oh. Where'd they buy it? Where'd they buy my film? Yeah, yeah, I'm just curious. Like, where, cause, cause I never saw film like that before. You never saw film like that before? Every filmers are the same. They're all, they're all boxes with straps and, uh, they're, they look the same. Yeah, but yours look, um, smaller than other people's. That, that's it, that's it. They, they, you're those smaller and a little bit, a little bit softer. I don't know. I'm not sure my parents bought it. I'll, I'll ask them. Why do you want to know anyway? Well, I'm just curious. You know, you know, I, I was, I'm going to be bar mitzvah soon. And, and when I'm bar mitzvah, how soon are you bar mitzvah? Well, I, it's kind of complicated to tell you how old I am because if I tell you how old I am, then everyone's going to know how old I am because everyone's going to listen to the story and know that I'm old. And I, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Just don't tell anybody. Okay, I won't. 
Um, anyway, so I'm just trying to figure out like what, where I'm going to get my tefillin. Where did Chaim get his tefillin? Oh, Chaim's tefillin. And they came from uh, Walmart. Walmart? No, I'm kidding. I was just kidding. Uh, I don't know where he got his tefillin. So find out where. I'll ask my mother. But could you find out where you got his tefillin? Oh, I guess so. Great. Uh, I'll see you later. Um, um, uh, tomorrow. Maybe maybe I'll come back tomorrow to the base matters. If you want. And Sammy went. And the day went on. As usual. Sammy had his usual interactions with Avramel. You could see all his usual interactions with the Rebbe. The Rebbe had his usual trouble with Sammy. You know, the day went normal. Mrs. McGillicuddy gave a lot of homework. Ah, the way it always works out. The next morning, right after Shachris, Chaim was wrapping his tefillin, and the door to the basement edge opened, and Sammy walked in. Sammy, again you're here? What now? Oh, I'm not here to talk to you, Chaim. I'm here to talk to my new friend. Your new friend? Eliezer. He's your friend? Eliezer! Yeah, Chaim. You're Sammy's friend? Friend? I'm not his friend. That's what he said. I'm your friend? Yeah, you're my friend. Friends talk to each other, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not your friend. One second. Isn't there a Mishnah Torah of the Ahafta L'Riacha Kamocha? You should love your friend like yourself. Obviously, I'm your friend. The Torah says I'm your friend. I mean, I could be your brother if you want, but that means you're Chaim's brother, and I don't know if you want to... I'm out of here, Chaim said, and he walked out of his marriage to go to breakfast. What do you want, Sammy? Eliezer said. Well, I'm really curious if you found out where you got your tefillin. I asked my mother where I got my tefillin. Really? And what did she say? My mother said she got them on Amazon. A- Amazon? What's Amazon? Oh, you don't know what Amazon is? Oh, um, Amazon is this this uh, uh, purchasing that you could do. Like it's like kind of like you can order them and then they send them to you. Oh, really? Yeah, she got it from Fillin R Us. Fillin R Us? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, I, I see. Um, so now you know what you need to know, so we'll see you later, okay? Uh, okay, uh, okay. When Sammy came home, the first thing he did was he went to his mother. He said, Ma, what's the name of the sofa in town? The sofa? Rabbi Teitelbaum? Yes, yes. Oh, that's his name? What's his number? Uh, okay, here, here's the number right here in the, okay, let me dial it. And he dialed the number, and a deep man's voice answered the phone. Hello? Hello, is this Rabbi uh, Teitelbaum? Uh, yes. Hi, this is this is Sammy. Oh, Sammy, I've heard of you. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Um, uh, why are you calling? Well, as you know, I'm going to be bar mitzvah soon. Oh, I didn't know that. How many years? Um, I can't tell you that. It, it's too complicated. But the point is, I'm looking to try to discover about buying tefillin. Oh, you want to buy tefillin? But why, why don't I talk to your father? Well, it's a little complicated. But I'm just curious. I saw that, that you can buy tefillin on tefillin R us, and I, oy vey, chas v'shalom. Chas v'shalom? What's chas v'shalom? Don't buy tefillin on tefillin R us. Why not? Because tefillin R us is a company that sells tefillin, but they don't make them properly. They photocopy papers and put them inside the tefillin instead of writing them by hand. The tefillin are not necessarily made properly. 
Some of them might be made properly. I don't, I don't know. But they're almost all not kosher. Don't buy from there. Well, well, but I know they're cheaper. I know that they sell tefillin on tefillin on us for $100. And my cheapest pair of tefillin is $1,200. But, but to do a mitzvah, you have to spend the money. I mean, are you going to go and buy a lemon at the store instead of an esrig? Are you going to go and buy a piece of bread or a pita instead of buying matzah? Are you going to go ahead and stay up all night, Yom Kippur, instead of Shavuos? What's the connection? Uh, I don't know. But the point is, you have to do the mitzvah properly if it costs some money. Oh. You know what? I'm going to tell my father about it and... Excellent. And your father, he would let you buy tefillin? I don't understand. I know your father. I've seen him in shul. He's a big, big, big tzaddik, a beautiful yid. I can't imagine. Uh, well, I'm going to have to talk to him. Uh, please don't. Please don't talk to him. He, 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 it was supposed to be a surprise that I was going to arrange it, but, but now maybe, maybe I'll have to talk to him. Uh, let me talk to him first. Okay, okay. Sammy hung up the phone and he was so troubled. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. Having the book with all the addresses in it made him think for a second. You know, let me go see if I could talk to Eliezer about it outside of school. Especially now because I know that it's so important because the tefillin might not even be kosher. He looked up Eliezer's name. E-E-L-L. Oh, I have to know his last name. Chaim! Sammy called upstairs. What? What's Eliezer's last name? Markowitz. Thanks. Um, what's his father's name? There's like 45 Markowitzes in the book. Um, I think his father's name is uh, Elliot. Oh, thanks. Is he a doctor? Uh, no, no, he's not a doctor. Is he a lawyer? No, not a lawyer. What does he do for a living? Uh, I don't know. Nobody here has does I don't know for a living. Sammy, that's not what it means. I don't know what he does for a living. Oh, oh, I, I see. Um, do you know what street he lives on? I think Maple Street. Oh, there it is. Okay, fine. And Sammy wrote down the address, went out to the garage, opened the door, took out his, well, tried to take out his bike, tried again, shoved all the other bikes this way and that way, broke a few flower pots that were bothering his bike from getting out, pulled his bike out of the spot finally, not realizing the door had by mistake closed by itself because the hinge wasn't working properly, smashed into the door, bent his handlebars, decided he's going to walk. And he just walked to Maple Street. And he came to Elias' house. And he stopped outside. His mouth was open wide. Eliezer's house looked haunted. Haunted? Yeah. You know how in pictures, if they want to show a house that looks scary, they make the shutters sideways, and they make the roof look like it's collapsing, and they make the grass growing super tall, and the fence half broken as if smashed into by multiple cars. And in the back, you see a garage that's half on the ground. And you hear a creaking sound as if the whole house is about to topple. 
that's what Eliezer's house looked like. Sammy walked up the walkway. He was a little scared to knock on the door because if he knocked on the door too hard, the house might fall down. And when the door did open after he knocked gently, it was Eliezer's little brother. Eliezer's little brother was wearing clothing. They were dirty and they were torn. Uh, um, uh, is Eliezer here? One sec. His little brother, who was in second grade, said. And he ran through the house screaming Eliezer's name. And Eliezer came down, a normal teenage brother, annoyed by a second grade brother. Who's here? I'm not sure his name. He's, he's the kid in school who always makes funny things happen. Oh. What are you here for, Sammy? I, I wanted to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, why did you get your tefillin from Tefillin R Us? That's a personal question. Is it because it was cheaper than getting it from Rabbi Teitelbaum? Fine, yes, that's the reason, okay? My parents can't afford to buy me tefillin from Rabbi Teitelbaum. Rabbi Teitelbaum said the cheapest tefillin he can sell me is $1,000. Really? He told me 1200 Hey, what's going on? It's not fair. I don't know. We couldn't afford that. So we went to tefillin or us, and they had it for $175. That was uh, the original price. It was on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that that there might be a problem with the tefillin from tefillin arras. Okay, maybe, but but I, I I don't know what to do. My parents can't afford anything else. As a matter of fact, my father hasn't had a job in five years. Really? Yes. Unfortunately, he got hurt on his last job, and he hasn't been able to work. I And my mother is running the house and taking care of him, and and. I don't even know why I'm telling you all this. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm getting embarrassed. Uh, uh, goodbye. And Sammy got pushed out of the house almost physically. The door was closed. And Sammy was in shock. Can you imagine? Sammy didn't know if anybody knew about this. At that moment, Sammy decided he is going to change the world. At least he's going to change Eliezer's world and Eliezer's family's world. He was going to raise money. At least for Eliezer to have kosher tefillin, and maybe even more. But there's a problem. Because Sammy remembered his Rebbe said that people are often embarrassed to take tzedakah. And he didn't want to make Eliezer and his family embarrassed. He knew that if Eliezer and his family knew that he was going around and collecting money for Eliezer's family, they'd be super embarrassed. And Sammy decided he can't go door to door. He has to go to someone who might be the person who could give all the money he needs for the tefillin and maybe help out the family. Sammy decided he's going to find the richest yid in the entire city and ask him for at least $1,200. He had to wait till Sunday because he didn't have time the rest of the week. When Sunday came, he went through the yellow pages, he went through the book that they had with all the from people in the community, and he went through all the advertisements, and he saw that there was one man who looked like he was the wealthiest based on the picture, based on the advertisement, and he assumed it was true. But just to be sure, 
he decided he would ask a very reliable source, his mother, at lunch on Sunday. When his mother was sitting there, drinking her coffee, reading a little bit of the Hamudiyah, or was it the Ated? I don't know which one. Maybe it was the Bina. I don't know. He said, Ma, yes, Sammy. Are you enjoying your grilled cheese sandwich? Very immensely. It's delicious. Ah, I'm glad. But you have a piece of cheese hanging on your cheek. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I was, because I was looking very closely to see how hot it was. Um, Ma, who's the richest person in our community? Well, we are, Sammy. We are. Yes. And Baruch Hashem, we're very happy with our portion, so we are the richest people in the community. Uh, 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 oh, okay. I meant who has the most money? Oh, the most money. How would I know? Do I look at people's bank accounts? Who do you think has the most money? Well, I, 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 I really don't know. Well, if, let's say you wanted to get like $1,200 or something. Who would you ask? Probably Tati. <laughs> I know, but but that's for our family, right? Of course, of course. But let's say I want to get $1,200 or something else. Not for our family. I don't know. Maybe, oh, I know who you could ask. You know, there's the big factory right at the edge of the city that makes costume jewelry, fake jewelry, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who, who runs that again? Mr. Friedman. Oh, Mr. Friedman runs it. That's right. Yeah, Mr. Friedman's really rich. How do you know, Sammy? Because Mr. Friedman drives a Tesla. And Tesla. I thought you're not supposed to drive Teslas. Well, he drives a kosher Tesla. Really? I don't know. It has a star K on it. Really? Wow. I didn't realize they're making Teslas with star Ks. And he also has a Lamborghini. He does. Yeah, yeah. And... How do you know all this, Sammy? Well, because I, I, I sometimes like see him drive by. And he also has the greatest, most awesome Estro box made out of silver with gold inlays. Wow. He's really, he's really, he's really. Anyway, but that's a great idea. Thanks, Ma. Um, um, uh, could I borrow uh, Chaim's bike? Why can't you take yours? Uh, my handlebars are a little bit mm, bent. Okay, just do me a favor. Don't break it. Thanks. As Sammy is wheeling Chaim's bike out of the garage, Chaim is peering out from the window from his second floor bedroom. The window flies up so hard that it flies back down and shatters into a million pieces and lands on the floor. And Chaim sticks his head out and calls, Sammy, what are you doing with my bike? Who gave you permission to take my bike? And Sammy said in classic brother language, Mommy gave me permission. Ema gave me permission. What? Why does she have the right to give permission for my bike? Don't be chutzvah, Chaim. Remember? Sammy. Yes, Chaim? Sammy, put my bike back in the garage right now. I'm sorry. I'm on a mitzvah mission, and I have to go and do the mitzvah. But I'm your older brother, and the Torah says, Kabit S. Es uh, the Gemara says, Es, my Rebbe said, includes your older brother. You have to respect your older brother. And I listen to him. Ah, but since I'm doing one mitzvah, I'm osig mitzvah, so I'm potter min mitzvah. I don't have to listen to you because I'm doing the mitzvah, uh, a different mitzvah. Yeah, but, but remember the last time with the pistachio ice cream story that you tried that? I remember. And 
and, and, and it was a good argument. Even mommy agreed. See you later. And he hopped on the bike and rode away. And Sammy rode the two miles to the factory. And then he remembered it was Sunday. Oy vey. The factory is going to be closed. Mr. Friedman is not going to be there. And he was almost about to turn around when he caught a glimpse of a car in the parking lot. It was a Lamborghini. Awesome! Sammy rode over to the Lamborghini to look at it, and then he realized the license plate had F-R-D-M and the number two. This is Mr. Friedman's car. Ah, he, he must be here. And Sammy went to the door of the factory, and he tried to turn the knob and open the door, but it was locked, but it had a little bell, and he rang the bell, and he heard a buzzing sound, and the door popped open, and he walked into the factory. And there in the factory were workers. Not many. Three or four. Ah, I'm sorry to bother you. Oh, no problem. We saw you through the camera. Oh, what do you need, son? You need some costume jewelry? (laughs) No, I wanted to talk to Mr. Freeman. Oh, Mr. Freeman, no problem, no problem. You want to talk to the boss? Okay. Uh, Follow the arrows and you get to his office. Sammy followed his arrows. And he went up all the steps. And he came to a big hallway with a bunch of doors off the hallway. And the hallway was beautiful, painted gorgeous colors. The carpet was so plush, so thick. The paintings on the wall were, 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 were worth millions of dollars. And the doors were mahogany. And each door was labeled. There was a door that said lunchroom. There was another door that said secretary. Another door said foreman. And another door said, Boss. Sammy opened the door and he walked in. Mr. Friedman was sitting there on the phone. Oops, Sammy said, I forgot to knock. Mr. Friedman said, One minute, one minute. He finished his phone call and he hung up. He said, Shalom Aleichem, young man. Can I help you? Um, maybe. What's your name? My name is Sammy. Oh, the famous Sammy. I know you. King of Portugal, right? That, that was a story with you guys, right? You, you, you. Yeah. Yeah. It was really funny. I was right there when he got out of the, out of the carriage. It was the funniest thing in the whole wide world. And everyone was so scared when they saw you being marched with the guards. Off the, oh, it was mom's an hysterical thing. Yeah. I, I, anyway. Well, what are you doing in my place? What are you doing here? Well, what did you come for? I came because I have a big problem. Well, I'm, I'm not a rabbi. Uh, I, 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 the problems I could solve are like jewelry. You, the problem is you lost your, you lost your diamond ring. You lost your nose ring, your earring. No, I don't wear nose rings and earrings. I know, I was kidding, I was kidding. Um, what's the problem? The problem is that my friend's jewelry is fake. Well, that's what I deal with. I deal with costume jewelry. Costume jewelry is fake. Yeah, but my friend's jewelry is fake. And you know what's going to happen because he has fake jewelry? Uh, not at all. Because he has fake jewelry, I am not going to get my Olam Haba. What? That's right. Because my friend has fake jewelry, I'm losing out on my Olam Haba. Uh, you're going to have to give me some explanation. And not only am I losing out on my Olam Haba, but you're losing out on your Olam Haba. Well, 
Oh, speak for yourself. What do you mean? I'll tell you, but I can only tell you if you promise to help me. How can I promise to help you? I don't know what it means. Well, okay, fine. I'll tell you. I have a friend who his jewelry um, is from Tefillin Aras. Oh, you mean it's Tefillin? That's right. Are from Tefillin Aras. And I spoke to Rabbi Teitelbaum. And Rabbi Teitelbaum said that it's not kosher. Okay, so what's it going to do with me? I went to his house, if you could call it that. What do you mean? His house looks like it's about to fall down. All right. And I asked him why he has these Tefillin. And he said, because that's what his parents could afford. Okay. And you are a rich man. Uh, okay. And he's a poor person. Uh, okay. And so I'm making a shidduch. And you don't even need a fake diamond ring. Uh, okay. All you have to do is give me your money. Uh, what? Not all of it. You don't give me all your money. Just, just some of your money. Just give me some of your money and, and we'll, we'll give it over to, 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 to this boy and, and he'll be able to buy himself or we'll buy for him maybe a brand new beautiful pair of filling for about $2,000. $2,000! Well, once we're buying a filling, we'll buy a nice filling, right? Because you have a lot of money anyway, right? You probably have money lying around. Where, where, where do you keep your money anyway? Young man, you have a chutzpah to walk into my office without knocking. I, I, I apologize. I said, I'm sorry. Hashem accepts teshuva. You should accept teshuva too. And then you asked me for $2,000? Well, I could have asked you for more. <sighs> All right. Fine. I'll give you $2,000. Great. What's the problem? I'm waiting for it. <sighs> okay. I need you to close your eyes. Why? Because I have the money in my safe. And I want to open my safe. And I don't want you to see the combination. Oh... You don't have to worry. My mother has password on the computer, and she always types it in, and I always try to find it out, and I'm never successful. So I'm really bad at this kind of thing. I don't care. Turn around. Okay, fine. Sammy turned around, and Mr. Friedman went to the side of his office, and he moved aside one of the big paintings that was hanging in his office. Behind it was a big safe with a nice combination lock. He pressed the buttons on the combination lock, and he opened the safe. When the click came, opening the safe, Sammy turned around quickly and opened his eyes, and he saw in the safe there were piles of money. <gasps> How much money is that, Mr. Friedman? It's none of your business. Do you believe in banks? I do. But this is the money that I have set aside for different things that I need it for. To buy things sometimes in cash. Different reasons. Um... I'm a little nervous to walk home carrying $2,000. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. I also keep my checkbook in here. <laughs> That's what I'm going to get. Oh, a, a check. I can take that home. And Mr. Friedman closes the safe, puts the picture back, sits at his desk with his checkbook, and he writes out a check. $2,000. To who do I make the check? I guess make it to Rabbi Teitelbaum, because he'll, he'll get the tefillin. Okay. And he makes out the check. You know, yes, young boy, Sammy, I saw you have so much money. Maybe, maybe you want to share? 
You know, like when I get a really big prize from my Rebbe, like a box of Mike and eggs or something, my mother says that I shouldn't eat them all. It's not healthy, and I should share. So maybe you have so much money, it's not so healthy. Maybe you want to share. I'm not giving you any money, Sammy. I'm giving tzedakah. Yeah, I, I know. But I was thinking of another tzedakah project. What do you mean? I mean, this family, unfortunately, sadly, that, that Elias is part of, they, they, they sadly, they, they have like a lot of broken down things in their house. When I was leaving, I, I closed the door and the doorknob came off in my hand. I think they're all locked inside because they can't get out because the doorknob fell out or something. I doubt that. Well, but maybe. I guess I can go out the windows. But, uh, you know, I once did that in my house. It was second floor and I, whatever. Uh, just, just, okay. You know what? You know what? Tell me their address and I'm going to talk to the Ralph about it. Oh, sure. Their address is, and he told him the address. And Sammy walked out of the room with a big smile on his face. And he turned to say goodbye to Mr. Friedman. And his eye caught that big sign that said, Boss! Uh, Mr. Friedman? Sammy said as he came back into the room. Oh, uh, yes, young man. I appreciate your being exactly with me with many mitzvahs. But I really have work to do. Maybe we could choose a different time. I just wanted to say something. You put that the word boss on your door to your office. Y- you're not the boss. I'm not? No. You're not the boss. Well, then who's the boss? Hashem. Did you ever have Ruchama Shane? Um, maybe. She, she wrote a book. It's called All for the Boss. It's not for you. It's not all for the boss, meaning all for Mr. Friedman. It's all for the boss, meaning Hashem, because Hashem is really the boss of the world. Hashem runs the world. Hashem's in charge of the world. Hashem's the owner of the whole world. Koni Shemayim Varetz. Hi here. Uh, good point. I'll, I'll work on that. Great. Great. Excellent. Sammy went home. Later that evening, he went to Rabbi Teitelbaum's house. And he brought Rabbi Teitelbaum this check for $2,000. Whoa, Sammy, you're getting filling early. Hey, the check's for Mr. Friedman. Is he your grandfather or something? No, no. I just got money from him. You got money? $2,000 from Mr. Friedman? Yeah, I asked him for it. That's it? Yeah, I went to his office and said, please have $2,000 and he gave it to me. Wow. You should become the school's fundraiser. Um, well, anyway, um, could I buy a pair of film? Sammy, you're not even 13 yet. I, I know. and But I, I need a pair of film. Well, um, if you insist. Uh, and I want a film bag to go with it. A beautiful, the most magnificent film bag. Okay. And, and a plastic? Okay. And a sitter with, with, with the leather? Okay. And, and a name on the sitter? Uh, what name? Sammy? No, no, no. Eliezer. Um, Sammy, why are you buying a tefillin bag and a sitter with the name Eliezer? Your name is not Eliezer. Or maybe it is. Maybe because I don't know what your name is. It's not Eliezer. But there's a reason. Okay. I have the money, so I guess I'll do it. Oh, by the way, could you put on the tefillin bag Markowitz as well as on the sitter? This is for Eliezer Markowitz? Yeah, it's kind of a late bar mitzvah gift. From Mr. Friedman. Ah, um, it's kind of like a shliach. So, really, when you're talking to me, it's like you're talking to Mr. Friedman. And Mr. Friedman's very rich, so it's like you're talking to a really rich guy. I am rich. Okay, Sammy. Maybe I should go buy some ice cream because I'm so rich.
oh, but I don't have any money in my pockets. Maybe if I put my hand in my pocket, it's like Mr. Freeman putting his hand in his pocket. And just like Mr. Freeman, when he puts his hand in his pocket, pulls out money, I can also pull out money from Mr. Freeman's pocket. I guess it doesn't work that way after all. Meanwhile, back at Mr. Friedman's place, Mr. Friedman had sat in his office for a while thinking about what Sammy said. And Mr. Friedman said, you know, Sammy is right. Maybe it isn't the right thing to have the word boss on my door. And Mr. Friedman went to the door. He pried off the glued thing that said boss and he took it down. And he went to his computer and he printed out a temporary sign that said manager and he put it up on the door. Oh, Mr. Friedman was very happy. He went home that night feeling like a million dollars. I mean, he was a million dollars richer probably too, but he felt really good about himself that he did such great tzedakah and he was planning to talk to the Rav about doing more tzedakah. And and even though it was a little bit awkward that Sammy was the one who got him to give the tzedakah, but he, he was happy. As a matter of fact, the next morning, Rabbi Terebaum came running over to Sammy and telling Sammy, you know, I have good news for you. Yesterday, I called up the person who I would buy tefillin from and he told me he has tefillin for me. And not only that, he told me that his worker who makes the tefillin bags decorated with names was there and they did it on the spot and I had them overnighted for me because I realized you're doing it for somebody else. And it's not really a gift. I think I know what's going on. And here it is. And he handed Sammy a brand new pair of tefillin with the name Eliezer. Sammy raced to school early. And Sammy ran to the base of Medrash. And he was there before Eliezer got to his seat. Eliezer wasn't in school yet. And Sammy put the tefillin that said Eliezer Markowitz down in Eliezer's seat. And Sammy then went and stood in the corner. Because he wanted the nachas of seeing Eliezer happy. Eliezer came in. Of course, they're in the middle of davening. So everyone's rushing to put on their tefillin. Chaim putting on his tefillin. Eliezer rushes to a seat with his little bag of toys or us. I mean, of tefillin or us tefillin. And he puts them down at his seat. And he sees the other tefillin and he pushes them aside. He's a little bit upset. Who's stealing my seat? And as he's taking his tefillin out of his bag, he looks at the other tefillin bag and he sees the name Eliezer Markowitz. He said, hey, that that's my name. Is there another boy joining our school with the same exact name sitting in my exact seat? Sammy, who was watching this the whole time, was getting nervous. Oy he's not going to put them on. Sammy, raced out of his hiding spot. Chaim sees Sammy running. Oh, Chaim says, Sammy, you're not supposed to be here. And Sammy whispered back, Chaim, you're not supposed to talk with your tefillin on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And Sammy went over to Eliezer. And Eliezer was about to wrap the tefillin on his arm and Sammy tapped Eliezer on his shoulder and said, Eliezer, yes, Somebody told me to come and tell you something important. Yes. Somebody told me to tell you that they left a pair of tefillin for you on the table. I don't know much about it. All I know is they said that they... I was supposed to tell you that they left tefillin for you on the table. Eliezer's mouth widened. He was so 
so excited. He knew his tefillin were not the best. He knew that the bag that he used, the shopper's bag that he used, the plastic bag that he used, wasn't the most decorative, even though he did write his name on it in black magic marker. Now he was very excited. And he had a big smile on his face as he put on his tefillin. Sammy was so full of pride. He was so happy. He started to dance. Simen Taivu, Mazel Taivu, Mazel Taivu, Simen Taiv. Rabbi Feingold, who davened at the minion, came over. <clears throat> no, Sammy. Huh. What are you doing here? You're supposed to be in class, davening with your class. And also, well, what are you doing here? You're uh, dancing in the middle of uh, Rabbi Feingold. It's a big symptom. Eliezer put on brand new tefillin today. That's very nice. But I don't know what's going to do with you. Ah, okay, well, whatever. And Sammy left and went through the day of school. He was so having such a hard time sitting still. He wanted to tell Mr. Freeman what happened. He was so excited. And Sammy finally, at the end of the day, jumped out of the, jumped out of the window almost. I mean, I don't know if he did or not. But he raced out of the building so quickly that Ray Feingold, who was trying to tell him to stop running in the halls, couldn't even talk fast enough. And Sammy ran through the front doors. Baruch Hashem, somebody had opened them before he crashed through them. And he ran down the steps. And he ran all the way to, to the bike bike place. And he took Chaim's bike. Before Chaim, Chaim came out, he's like, Sammy, what are you doing? But it's too late, Sammy was riding his bike all the way to Mr. Freeman's place. And he came into Mr. Freeman's place, and he didn't need to read the bell because there were so many people there. And he went inside, and he walked up the steps following the path, and he came to the door, and he looked at the door, and it said, Manager. <laughs> and he pushed open the door. Oops, I forgot to knock. Mr. Freeman was on the phone, motioned to come in. Sammy said, Mr. Freeman, Mr. Freeman, one second, one second. Mr. Freeman, so important. All right, I'll call you back, Steve. What's up, Sammy? I wanted to tell you that you should get a lot of nachas. Eliezer was so happy. His face was beaming the whole day. He had tears coming out. He was jumping up and down, literally. As he put on his tefillin, even Rabbi Feingold gave him a mazel tov on his new tefillin. Even, even everyone, it I was a, such an exciting experience. Oh, I'm very happy to hear. And just then, they heard loud noises coming from the hallway. Just then, the door burst open. Five men wearing ski masks, black ski masks, carrying weapons. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the word gun. If I am, then I'm saying it. Carrying guns came into the room. One of them said in a gruff voice, Open your safe and let us have all of your money. Um, 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 Mr. Friedman said. Sammy, meanwhile, said, Open his safe. Why should he open his safe? Because he's the boss, and everyone knows the boss has all the money. Actually, did you read the door? Read the door. It's not a book. No, no, I meant the writing on the door. Oh. Do you know how to read? Young man, do you see that I'm holding weapons? I see that. Make sure that they're protected. Make sure that there's no bullets in the gun or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, read the door. Read the door. Okay, manager. Mr. Friedman recovered enough sense and he said, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm just the manager. Oh, where's the boss? Uh, he, he's upstairs. Oh, where are the steps? Uh, they're, they're around the corner. And all five men ran out of the room and they ran to the steps and they ran upstairs to what was, in truth, the roof. And Sammy and Mr. Friedman tiptoed out of the room and when they heard all five men had run upstairs and come out on the roof, 
they ran towards the steps. And on the inside of the door, there was a special bolt that you slide to lock the roof door. And Sammy helped Mr. Freeman slide that bolt. And the robbers were locked on the roof. It took only a few minutes for the police to come, for the men to be arrested. And Mr. Freeman turned to Sammy and said, you saved me. You mean because I was suspect to the guys, right? Because I told them, I told them they better not. No, no. Because you told me I'm not the boss. That Hashem is the boss. And I said the boss is upstairs because Hashem is upstairs, kind of. Uh, uh, a lot of stairs, like like up a ladder, like Yaakov's dream. But up, and, and I sent them there. And, and because of that, and I wrote the word manager, and I'm the manager, I'm not the boss. I was saved. Not only wasn't I hurt, I didn't even lose any money. Yeah. I, I owe you a lot. Really? What could I do to help you? Maybe you could help out the Markowitz family? Ah, you're right. I should for sure do that. And that's how Sammy earned tremendous Olam Haba, even when he wasn't yet wearing tefillin. This story is based on a mushal that was written in the Torah Tavlin, Parshas Vayigash, Tav Shin Pei Gimel.